Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Holy Appearance Day of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 6, Text number 25. Text number 25. Excuse me. Etavad uktva paramatad mahat. Etavad uktva paramatan mahat. Bhutam nabolingam alingam ishvaram. Bhutam nabolingam alingam ishvaram. Aham chatas my mahatam mahishes. Aham chatas my mahatam mahit yes. Sirs navanam vidadhe nukam pitaha 
Sirs navanamanam vidade nukampitaha etavar uktavar paramatan mahad ektavar uktov paramatan mahad bhutam nabolingam alingam ishvaram bhutam nabolingam alingam ishvaram Aham chatas my mahatam mahisyes. Aham chatas my mahatam mahisyes. Sirs navam nanam vidhade u nukam pitaha. Sirs navanam vidhade nukam pitaha. Word for word, etavat, thus. Uktva, spoken. Uparama, stopped. Tat, that. Mahat, great. Bhutam, wonderful. Naba, lingam, personified by sound. Ah, lingam, unseen by the eyes. Ishvaram, the supreme authority. Aham, I. Cha, also. Tasmai unto him, Mahatam, the great, Mahishyes, unto the glorified, Sirsna, by the head, Avanam, obeisances, Vidade, executed, Anukampitaha, being favored by him. Have a good day, Radima. Hare Krishna. Translation and purport. By His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Then, that supreme authority, personified by sound and unseen by eyes, but most wonderful, stopped speaking. Feeling a sense of gratitude, I offered my obeisances unto Him, bowing my head. The verse again, Then, that supreme authority, personified by sound and unseen by eyes, but most wonderful, stopped speaking. Feeling a sense of gratitude, I offered my obeisances unto him, bowing my head. Purport. That the supreme, excuse me, that the personality of Godhead was not seen, but only heard, does not make any difference. The personality of Godhead produced the four Vedas by his breathing, and he is seen and realized through the transcendental sound of the Vedas. Similarly, the Bhagavad Gita is the sound representation of the Lord, and there is no difference in identity. The conclusion is that the Lord can be seen and heard by persistent chanting of the transcendental sound. Omagana Tananda Shajananjanan Salakaya Chakshuru and Militam Jaina Tasma Shri Guravena Maha Shri Chaitanya Minobisham Shapitam Jaina Bhutale Swam Rupa Kanamayam Dedanti Svapadantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master is opening my eyes to the torchlight of knowledge offer my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Um Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasadaya Bhutale, Shimati Tamal Krishna, Goswami Nitinamani, 
Namo Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale, Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane, Namaste, Saraswati Devi, Gauravani Pacharani, Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Pascha Siddhi Shatarine, Vanshakalpa Thurubhaischa, Kripasindavasevacha, Patitanam, Papanebio, Vaishnavabio, Namon Maha, Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shidweta, Gadadhar, Shivasadi, Gaurabhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So we're reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Spotless Purana, Canto 1, Chapter 6, Conversation between Narda and Vyasadev. And we know that this is a, uh, uh, amazing, uh, uh history uh, this chapter and the chapter before, we're getting the story of Narada Muni. He's the transcendental purveyor of Krishna consciousness. Narada Muni is such an amazing personality. He's he's everywhere at once, almost. He's always appearing in Krishna's pastimes. He's a key figure in so many of the uh, pastimes and in general, in the in the the uh, Krishna's desire to spread bhakti, to spread chanting, Narada Muni is is such a wonderful uh, key player in all of those things. He's always there on the scene to help things move along, to help things uh, develop in the way that Krishna wants. And so, uh, Vyasadeva is his disciple, and. Uh, Narada Muni uh, counseled Vyasadeva, who is, of course, the compiler of the Vedas, right? Vyasadeva wrote the Vedas, and he's an incarnation of Krishna himself. But yet Krishna has guru, right? So Krishna, Vyasadeva, Narada Muni is the son of Lord Brahma. So he said, you know, I, I'm not feeling very happy. You know, why I've written these four Vedas for people to understand spiritual knowledge, but I'm not satisfied. And Narada Muni said, yes, because you haven't written about Krishna's pastimes. You haven't written about the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. So do that with the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, was then composed by uh, Vyasadeva, and that gave him satisfaction. And so they're having a conversation, and it's part of the Bhagavatam itself. Vyasadeva asked Narada Muni, how did how did you become Narada Muni? What is your story? And so Narada Muni tra- uh, narrates this his pastime, his story, that he was a little boy, and he his mother was his only provider, and she was the only uh, uh, Narada Muni was her only son, and she was a simple woman. He, he she was a maidservant. It said in the Bhagavatam and. She served great bhakti vedantas, and so during the rainy season, some advanced devotees came and stayed, and Narada Muni and his mother took care of them, and she cooked for them. And Narada Muni, in his previous birth, as a young boy, he he cared for these, helped to uh, serve these great bhakti vedanta, these great devotees, advanced devotees, bhakti vedanta devotees who understood the Vedas, understood Krishna consciousness fully. And so 
upon seeing this little boy serve them nicely, they benedicted him. They gave him the benediction that he would receive pure bhakti. He would get to know who is Krishna. And so uh, his mother died. She was bit by a, a snake, a serpent. And so uh, he had no one. He had nowhere to turn. And so he, he, he began to, to walk north. And he passed through many cities, giant cities and beautiful places and wonderful uh, farms and mineral mines and all different kinds of places, lakes and beautiful places. Uh, any sort of beautiful place, he could have just stopped and, and said, well, I just want to live here and live out my life and try to enjoy myself. But he, he kept walking until... He uh, came to a, a very secluded forest, and under a banyan tree, he sat down, and he he determined that he wanted to understand who was Krishna. And very quickly, upon trying to meditate on Krishna, Krishna appeared to him personally. He saw Krishna, and and Prabhupada mentions in the purport of that verse that that Krishna has a form is clear. Krishna appears to him in that form. And Narada Muni is overwhelmed and so pleased. And so, again, then the Lord disappears. And Krishna wants to see Narada, wants to see the Lord again. Narada Muni wants to see Lord Krishna again. So he begins to meditate and he's very frustrated because he's not getting the darshan of the Lord again. So the Lord comes to him in sound. And that's the part we're at now. The Lord has just appeared to Narada Muni. In the form of sound. So he says in, uh, he speaks, O Narda, I regret that during this lifetime you will not be able to see me anymore. Those who are incomplete in service and who are not completely free from all material taints can hardly see me. O virtuous one, you have only, you have only once seen my person. And this is just to increase your desire for me. Because the more you hanker for me, the more you will be freed from all material desires. By service of the absolute truth, even for a few days, a devotee attains firm and fixed intelligence in me. Consequently, he goes on to become my associate in the transcendental world after giving up the present deplorable world's. Intelligence engaged in my devotion cannot be thwarted at any time, even at the time of creation, as well as at the time of annihilation. Your remembrance will continue by my mercy. And so the verse today, then that supreme authority personified by sound and unseen by eyes, but most wonderful, stopped speaking. Feeling a sense of gratitude, I offer my obeisances unto him, bowing my head. So this is wonderful, amazing. Narada Muni has just heard from the Lord. He's heard the Lord speak to him. And so the Lord stops speaking. And so what does he do? Immediately, he feels a sense of gratitude and he offers his obeisances. And we do that whenever we come into the temple room. And we do that whenever we wake up in the morning, right? We remember our spiritual master. And in gratitude, we offer obeisances to start our day and say, thank you, you know, 
Srila Gurudev, Srila Prabhupada, whoever our spiritual master is, whoever, you know, we thank Krishna for, for, for giving us this, this connection to the Krishna consciousness movement. And so, in order to, uh, more, uh, outwardly express our gratitude, we offer obeisances. And you can do that with just, you know, four, your two hands and your two legs and your head bowed and touched the ground or you can do full obeisances right all i think for ladies they're they're counseled just to do they're not do full obeisances so but uh obviously uh well that's up to the individual but i i don't know why it's not done i guess the female uh, anatomy but uh you, you can offer obeisances out of gratitude to krishna and so we do that when we come to the temple room we do that when we see each other when we see advanced devotees uh, for the first time, we offer obeisances to them. We see our spiritual master. We offer obeisances. And Tamal Krishna Maharaj and the devotees of Srila Prabhupada, the disciples of Prabhupada, they would do that. When Prabhupada went into another room and did something, he would come back in the room, they would offer obeisances again. They would maintain that uh, feeling, that sense of, I am the servant even though Srila Prabhupada would often behave with his disciples in a very uh, fatherly way or a counseling way, and it, he would take their advice, he would speak with them intimately, and and but they there was never a sense that that they always maintained the sense that they were the disciple and he was the master, and so this is important for us to show respect to our superiors, show our respect to each other. Krishna is so pleased to see someone take the humble position and in humility to uh, offer obeisances to others and to sh- treat them in a respectful way. Um, there's a hierarchy, right? There's, there's, de- there's devotees basically based on, you know, when you were initiated. And for devotees who are more senior to you, you offer them obeisances physically. But even to new devotees, who have just joined, say you've been in the movement 20 years, but there's some new person coming, you can still offer obeisances to them in your mind, right? And even Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur would say that. He, he would say he would offer his obeisances in his mind to his own disciples. That's amazing, isn't it? So this sense of gratitude, of offering obeisances, Narada Muni exhibits this, just after hearing Krishna speak to him. Speaking, it's just his sound. Well, just his sound. Krishna's sound is non different from him. So Prabhupada makes that clear immediately that the personality of Godhead was not seen but only heard does not make any difference. So we're, we're, uh, our, our creatures, we're, we're, we're humans that are you know, we're a soul and a body that's dominated by sight, right? We want to see things. You know, we wake up, we open our eyes, boom, we're looking at something. I want to see something. So that, that seeing the, the, the emphasis on our, our senses of, of, of sight, it, it seems to get overemphasized, right? We just want to see beautiful things. We want to use our eyes for enjoyment. But Krishna appears in sound, He's not just the deity. He's not just Bhagavan. Of course, we want to see that because that's the topmost realization. Krishna is a person. But he's also in sound. 
And so Srila Prabhupada is emphasizing that in the purport. The, the personality of Godhead produced the four Vedas by his breathing. And he is seen and realized through the transcendental sound of the Vedas. So even though we hear the Vedas, we hear Bhagavad Gita, we're actually seeing Krishna through our sense of hearing, right? Similarly, the Bhagavad Gita is the sound representation of the Lord. And there is no difference in identity. So if we sit down and read the Bhagavad Gita, we read the Bhagavatam, that's non-different from seeing Krishna personally. But we don't realize that fully yet because we would rather see Krishna, right? I would rather see Krishna. I, I can look at the deity and say, oh, there is Krishna. There's Radha Kalachanji. I'm looking at them right now. And so it's easier for a neophyte like me to be attached to the form, to the sight. But we have to develop our Krishna consciousness through understanding that Krishna is in sound and Krishna is his name. So that's why we agree to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And by the constant repetition of chanting the holy names, the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, then we can understand who Krishna is fully. And, and, and really that's the way to understand Krishna. You can't just look and stare at the deity all day long and say, oh, now I understand who is Krishna. Krishna comes to us through sound. And we have to listen to the Bhagavad Gita. We have to listen to the Srimad Bhagavatam. We have to listen to the gurus speak about these subject matters to help us understand them, to help us assimilate the knowledge into our daily life. We have to hear the holy names because Krishna, there's no, no, no difference in the identity of Krishna and his holy name, of Krishna and the Bhagavad Gita. The Bhagavad Gita is the sound reputation, sound representation of the Lord. The conclusion is that the Lord can be seen and heard by persistent chanting of the transcendental sound. Persistent chanting of the transcendental sound. This is what Sri Prabhupada orders. He orders all disciples, all devotees of the Hare Krishna movement must chant 16 rounds, a Hare Krishna Maha Mantra every day. Two hours, two and a half hours. Sit and chant Hare Krishna. Walk and chant Hare Krishna. By the persistent repetition of chanting the transcendental sound vibration of the Lord, you can understand who He is. You have to use uh, your sense of hearing. The sense of hearing is your most powerful sense. Well, everyone say, no, wait a minute, it's sight because I can see so far and see things. No. If you are asleep and, and a thief tries to break into your house and makes a racket because they're breaking a window or pulling open a lock and, 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 and pulling something open, that sound goes in your ears and wakes you up because you hear something out of the ordinary. So that saves you, that protects you. So your sense of sound is more powerful than your sense of, of sight. And this sense of hearing is so important because when the, the sound vibration goes in, it has an effect on us. It, it has a deeper effect than just what we can see. 
We can only see so much. But when we use our sight in conjunction with reading the Bhagavad Gita and reading the Bhagavatam, it's so powerful, right? But it's even more powerful if we come together in a group and we read Bhagavad Gita out loud. If we read Srimad Bhagavatam out loud, the sound vibration goes out and it is more powerful if we all sit and discuss together. The Krishna says, I am there. Wherever my devotees glorify me and talk about me, I'm present there. Isn't that amazing? Krishna is not different from talks about Krishna. That's, that's Krishna. I mean, who else can do that? Can we even understand that? Scientists and, 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 uh, you know, mathematicians and, uh, those who study, uh, the, the cosmos, you know, they'd say, wait a minute, you know, a, a, something can't be there just because you're, you're talking about it, just because you're talking about something. Like, I can sit there and talk about, um, oh, I wish I had a veggie burger, veggie burger, veggie burger. Is there one here right now? No. Just because I'm saying it, I'm just saying it, and so you're, we're all thinking about it because I say that word, but that doesn't mean it's here present with us. But if if we say Krishna, we say Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda, he's there here just by saying that. That's amazing, isn't it? So the idea is in our lives to go forward saying those words more frequently and saying them pretty much every minute of every day, having them in your mind, having them on your tongue. You have to do other things too. But Srila Prabhupada said this, and it was brought up by um, His His Holiness uh, Radhanath Swami Maharaj. When he visited Madri, Srila Prabhupada visited Madri. She was sick. And so I think she was, uh, maybe she was in hospital. And Prabhupada came to visit her. And he found that she was sitting there chanting Hare Krishna. And she said to him, she said, Srila Prabhupada, I'm sorry, I can't do more service. I'm just sitting here chanting Hare Krishna all day because I'm in a hospital bed, i got to sit here, you know. He says, that's service. He goes, I'm so pleased to see you doing that. He goes, that's actually the reason we're doing all this service. So that we can just sit down and all day long just think of Krishna. Just chant Krishna's names. But we can't do that yet. We can't move to Mayapur or move to Vrindavan and just sit and chant Hare Krishna incessantly. That would be nice. That's the goal. But there's also things to do. There's service. There's preaching. And those things are, we do those things for the, for the sake of others. We do it to give Krishna to others. But if we do that, we get Krishna more ourselves, right? So there will be the proper time that we can retire, right? We can go and chant just all day long, chant Hare Krishna. But you have to be ready. If you try to artificially just sit down and say, I'm just going to chant Hare Krishna all the time. I'm going to become a Babaji, right? And just live in Radhakun and just chant all the time. What happens? They're all fallen. Most are. I don't want to, you know, insult anyone. But most of the Babaji, they're fallen. They're enjoying sense gratification. They're not really able to just sit in Radhakun and chant all day long. So Prabhupada warned us, don't go to the Babaji's in Radhakun. You know, stay away from them. So that Prakrita Sahajas, they begin to make up things and they begin to act in ways that are incompatible with devotional service. 
pure devotional service is attained by trying to give Krishna to others. And when you give Krishna to others, you get Krishna in return, even more so. So, Srila Prabhupada, you know, he said, you know, for some of you, sannyas is there. For a very small fraction of our movement, right? Some can take sannyas and live like a Babaji or just chant all the time. But for most of us, we, we still, we have to purify our senses in the proper way. So we are householders. We are family members. We have family. We have children. We have jobs. And these things are not different. They're, they're all, it's all service. Everything we do for our family, every, uh, everything we do at our job, our jobs are our service to Krishna. When we work and we take some of that money and we use it to maintain our families, we use it to maintain the temple, we give donation to devotees, we give donation to the temple, it spiritualizes our effort. And so everything we do is for Krishna, is Krishna conscious. And Srila Prabhupada says, this is, this is a householder who is uh, fully engaged in Krishna consciousness, following the regulated principles, can be considered as good as a sannyasi undergoing severe austerities. Severe austerities. So the difficulties we're going through, we shouldn't think that it's in vain or that it's, it's, it's just to beat us up or it's just punishment. It's not. The difficulties we're going through are Krishna's arrangement to purify us, to make us surrender more to Him, so that we'll think of Him more all the time. And Krishna said that earlier to Narada Muni. He goes, I appeared to you just so you would get a desire to see me more. Can we, can we, I can't, you know, move into the temple room. I can't have a room here where I sleep here and I, 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 live my whole life just saying, I'm just going to look at Krishna all day. I'm going to look at Kalachanji all the time. You know, that's not devotional service. It's fine if you have that much love. You want to see the deity all the time. Sure. That's why he comes. <laughs> Krishna, Kalachanji has come to make us attracted to him and to feel the love that he's giving. And the, then we develop love for him and it's reciprocal. We reciprocate love and affection. And so we want to serve the deity, but there's a proper way to do that. We don't just sit there and say, I'm just going to come and look at him all the time. Yes, come and do that as much as you can. But you also have to chant Hare Krishna. You have to use the sound vibration to go inside and realize that Krishna is non-different from his name. Then if you realize that Krishna is non-different from his name, in addition to seeing the deity... You chant Hare Krishna, you feel Krishna, you know Krishna's there in His holy name. And you can cleanse your heart of unwanted material desires. You can get rid of the desire for material sense gratification, which is a low class thing, it's a, it's a base, degraded thing that's stuck in our hearts. You can get rid of that by always remembering Krishna and chanting His name and realizing that Krishna's not different from His name. If you do that, then you actually develop a higher taste for only chanting Krishna's names, for only thinking about Krishna and his pastimes, because they are so wonderful. He is so wonderful. He is so powerful. He is all attractive. He's all kindness. He's kindness personified. Krishna is kindness personified. 
in the form of Shimati Radharani. They're together. Radha Kalachanji, Radha Krishna. They're not different. They're two personalities split for, for purposes of Krishna's enjoyment. His own loving energy is not just something that he feels, like we, we feel love for something. Krishna's love is actually a personified personality, Srimati Radharani. And Radharani, that love is, 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 is beaming out, always. Always Krishna wants to give us love. And, and he wants to reciprocate higher levels of love that we're not ready for, that we have to become qualified for by chanting Hare Krishna, by following the instructions of Srila Prabhupada and the devotees that, that manage his movement. Prabhupada left the GBC in charge. He left his disciples in charge of the movement. He said, all of you become guru. Have your own disciples. Save this world. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instruction. Save this land. Become guru and save this land. Save the earth. Save the universe. Save everyone. Every single soul in the universe is supposed to go back to Godhead. Every single one of them. And we have to be the ones that deliver the Sankirtan movement to them. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about to appear. His his The anniversary of his appearance is Sunday, right? Gore Purnim. And when, when you read the last sentence of the purport, the conclusion is that the Lord can be seen and heard by persistent chanting of the transcendental sound. This is what Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and did as a personal example. As a personal example, he, Krishna comes himself as a devotee to show us how to be a devotee. He takes on the mood of love of Krishna that Srimati Radharani has and he executes Krishna consciousness by persistently chanting the holy names of Krishna. The transcendental sound, persistent repetition of the transcendental sound vibration of Krishna's holy names. It has to happen like this. It has to be done. Lord Chaitanya constantly chanted Krishna's names all day long. He woke up. He would honor Prashad. He would, he would chant. He would live his life in such a way that he was constantly remembering Krishna. And he preached. He went out the early part of his life. He preached. He went on a tour, preaching tour. He was a, he was a teacher, even as a youth. He instantly became a teacher. And then, in order to uh, uh, bring in the Mayavadis, especially the Mayavadi sannyasis, but the Mayavadis in general, the impersonalists, he took sannyas. Why? So they would offer obeisances to him. Even if they wouldn't chant Hare Krishna, even if they wouldn't consider you know, how wonderful, beautiful chanting Hare Krishna is, this person is that telling me to chant Hare Krishna, I can sense he's transcendental. Lord Chaitanya tells you to chant, you're going to chant, Right? But some are so stubborn. No, God has no form. God is not in his name. They deny that. So Chaitanya says, well, I'll take sannyas. Then even these stubborn, stubborn souls, will at least they'll offer obeisances to me and at least they'll get some benefit in that. And eventually, eventually, they will give up impersonalism and they will become lovers of Krishna by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And... 
the uh, it, it's so amazing to 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 see how the soul will be led to ultimate surrender. Krishna doesn't make us do anything. But if we have a desire and we get a little desire to know who he is and we begin to learn about Krishna, we read the Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, we meet the devotees, a little spark starts, right? A little spark. And Krishna is able to fan that into a flame and 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 turn it into the uh, the, the full uh, understanding of Krishna, of God as a person, not just in the universe that he created. Yeah, Krishna is there. That feeling that God exists, the Brahma Jyoti, that blissful feeling of of God. Yeah, but it's 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 impersonal, right? It's not the person of Godhead. It's not Bhagavan. So we don't want to stop there. We want Brahman realization. We want Paramatma realization. But those aren't the ends. Those aren't the goals. Those are just steps of the way to full Krishna consciousness, full Bhagavan realization, Krishna as a person. And you only can get that if you chant Hare Krishna. You have to go through Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Anyone who wants to try to understand Krishna on his own or without going through the proper channels is going to be a failure. They're not going to be successful. You can't get Krishna like that. Krishna says, no, the only way to approach me is through my devotees. Because I trust them and I put, I place bhakti in their care. So they can, they have bhakti, they have love for me, pure love for Krishna is, is, is the, is the property of Shimati Radharani. And she gives it to those who are, uh, who are ready for it, who have shown that they want that and they don't want anything else. And Srila Prabhupada was like that. He didn't want anything else. When he was in New Vrindavan, they made Srila Prabhupada a gigantic cake. And it took days to make it because they had little tin ovens, you know, they didn't even have proper ovens. And they, with firewood and stuff, and they, they, they would just make hunks of cake and frosting and frosting and cake. And they, 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 the cake was, as, was, was, you know, four foot tall and, you know, five foot around and it's for Prabhupada's, so they, it, they, they brought Shri Prabhupada to the cake and they, Prabhupada, this is your birthday cake. They're chanting hundreds of devotees around. And they said, Shri Prabhupada, they put candles on it. They lit the candles. So Prabhupada, you have to blow out the candles. But before you do that, you have to make a wish, right? So Prabhupada said, okay. <laughs> so he makes a wish. You can see it. Then he blows out the candles, blows out all the candles. So then um, the devotees just converged on the cake, right? They said that cake was gone in seconds. <laughs> that devotee just whoom, grabbed the cake. But they asked Sri the Prabhupada after one of the, one of the Matajis, I think, said, Sri the Prabhupada, what did you wish for? And then somebody said, well, you're not supposed to say, you know, what you wish for, or you won't get it. It's just silliness, right? But Prabhupada said, he probably didn't mind saying what he wished for. He, he said, I wish for what I always wish for, pure devotional service. That's all Sri the Prabhupada ever wanted was pure devotional service. He just wanted to serve Krishna all day long. I, one time I was fortunate to get to drive my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, to a park nearby where he would walk after his studies about four or five o'clock at night. He would be really, really beat. He'd been working hard all day, reading, studying, writing. And so he would, I would take, I would drive him in, in my car to, to this park nearby and they had a nice walking trail. It's still there. We call it the rose garden. There's no roses left. The trees are all 
gone. The city of Dallas didn't maintain them, but we call it the Rose Garden. And so Tamal Krishna Goswami would walk there and I would walk with him. So the second time I think I drove him, I think it was the second time I was feeling a little, you know, confident. Wow, I'm getting to drive my spiritual master. And so I, he gets in the car and, and he, he looked very intense, very intense expression. And he didn't say much. He wasn't saying anything. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll say something. <laughs> Let me say something. And I say, and I knew he was going to travel that weekend. He was, he was going somewhere just for a short trip. And I said, Sri the Gurudev, I heard you're going to travel this weekend. I mean, that'll be nice. You'll get to see some friends and have some fun. I said something like that. And he kind of just was a little bit quiet and he, he didn't even, he didn't even look at me. He just said, look, I don't do anything to go and have fun. He goes, I'm just trying to serve Sri the Prabhupada in this movement all the time. That's the only reason I do anything. And I was like, mm. <laughs> so I didn't ask any more questions. I never tried to uh, start a conversation with my spiritual master again, because that's the relationship. So he used that as an opportunity to teach me that, that that's what life is about as a devotee. It should be just about living your life for Guru and Krishna, following their instructions. It's not about having fun. It, it, it may be, that, it, and it will be, that the things we do as devotees are fun. We will have fun. There's no question of that. But that's not the goal. That's not, the, that's not why we're doing this. Tamal Krishna Maharaj was not traveling that weekend to go have fun and see some God brothers and go to some festival. He was doing that, but that's not why he went. He didn't go there because he wanted to enjoy the festival. He went there because he wanted to spread Christian consciousness. It was part of his overall effort because he's initiating spiritual master and so many other responsibilities he had in ISKCON that he was always carrying out those responsibilities as a disciple, as a disciple who was serving as a guru, as a, as a, as a guru who had so much responsibility and a zone. He was also a, a GBC and a, he had zonal authorities. So he had, he was constantly, constantly thinking about his disciples and even thinking about many others who were not his disciples. He would get like 50 emails a day, even more. And he would have to respond to all of those. And he, uh, he, he was always keeping track of his disciples and he was always keeping track of the new people that had come that he just met. And he was keeping track of devotees that were sort of like friends of Krishna, you know, that maybe they, they worked here or they, they, they were involved with devotees, but they didn't take initiation. But he would still, Tamal Krishna Maharaj was always still very interested in them and would get reports on them from other devotees, from his senior disciples. How is so-and-so? What is so-and-so doing? What's new with this? What's new with that? And he would keep up with that all the time. In so many zones, so many areas where he had influence, he would be totally involved. What is the leadership doing? What is the temple doing? What is the preaching? Especially, what is the preaching? Who's going out on books? Who's, 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 what are the book scores? What, what, you know, what are you doing to increase the preaching? What about Harinam? What about, you know, distributing Prabhupada's books? It was, it, this was constant. Always was in, that was his interest, and I remember uh, one time I I said to another bhakta I was in the back parking lot, 
And I was a bhakta, and this other devotee was just a new devotee too. And they were encouraging him to go out on Sankirtan to do book distribution. He said, well, I really don't like book distribution. You know, it's hard to do, and, you know, maybe I'd like to do some other service. I said, yeah, why not? You know, why why does everyone have to be a book distributor? You know, can't, you know, we could just do something else. I liked Harinam a lot, right? And I said that to him, but there were some other senior devotees there when I said that. I said something like, yeah, not everybody has to do book distribution, right? Nobody said anything. (laughs) Well, that next day, (laughs) I got called in for a darshan with my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Maharaj. And he said, I want you to get up in the mornings and do book distribution. I want you to go out. We're, we're having to do, it was during the December marathon, right? And in December for that month, we always emphasize book distribution. It's an old, it's not old. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a principle of the, of the, of the ISKCON to, to have a book distribution festival in December because people are in a, in a giving mood. It's a good time. They, the, the devotees, learned this in the early days of the movement, especially on the Radha Damodar traveling Sankirtan party, on the the the, the, the uh, airport parties. They knew people give more. And so this would be a time they would emphasize book distribution. So when I joined in 96, 97, Srila Tamal Krishnamara said, uh, you are going out on book distribution. <laughs> he told me that to my face. He said, Nartamananda will show you your spot. And so he showed, he took me to a place near downtown Dallas, a very busy intersection. He goes, I want you to do an hour of book distribution before you go into work. Can you do that? I said, yes. He goes, okay, you get, so I would dress in my office attire and coat, you know, it was cold and some days I'd have an umbrella, it was raining. And I would distribute books at the street corner, at the lights. You know, you'd, you'd stand on the, the the median next to the cars that would stop to turn left, and you would pass out books to people. You know, you'd do book distribution. It it was it was uh, I was better at doing lights than I was at just going up to people at at, at festivals or whatever out in public. That's that sankirtan is is really effective. But that's the way I started out doing sankirtan, doing book distribution. So for a whole month of December, that's what I would do. I would, I wouldn't come to class. I would dress early. I would go to that street corner and I would distribute books for an hour. Then I would go into work. And so Tamal Krishnamaraj set me straight. I, I said, well, not everyone has to do book distribution, right? <laughs> no. Tamal Krishna Goswami let me know. No, he wanted all his disciples to do book distribution. And especially during the December marathon, this was an important time to emphasize book distribution. And so we'd have a big marathon. We'd have a big festival of distributing the books. And then afterwards, he would have a Sankirtan party, you know, a book distribution uh, party to say thank you. We would have a get together with Prashadam and, and he would give out awards, Sankirtan awards, a pair of his socks, an umbrella. You know, so it was uh, very effective. And so, back to the Sankirtan movement. The Sankirtan movement needs to be spread. We know what we have to do. We have to chant Hare Krishna ourselves. And so, we have to be chanting Hare Krishna in order to give Hare Krishna to others. So, the more we chant, the more we can be effective in preaching and in, in book distribution 
and in uh, Harinam, whatever we do to give Krishna consciousness out to others, uh, you know, we have to be serious about it. So, Gorpranim is coming up. I just wanted to mention that again. It's it's our new year, right? It's a new year. And what do we do for new year? We do New Year's resolutions. So this is, uh, you say, well, gosh, there's already so many New Year's. You know, we just had one. There's the, the, the Western ones. There's Chinese New Year. There's Hare Krishna New Year. <laughs> you know, but it is a time of renewal. It's a time to say to yourself, take stock. What am I doing right and what can I improve? Mostly that's what we have to do, right? What can I improve? There's so many, so many things I can improve in my Krishna consciousness as a devotee. So now's the time to make resolutions and to make vows, make a vow, make a vrat, right? A vrat. And you know, we do that a lot during Kartik, Kartik vrat. We make vows. But this is, this is the culmination of that. Those vows is, is performing devotional service by chanting and and living under the regulated principles very nicely that has to be the, the result and so if we're not doing that fully we have to rededicate ourselves sometimes we have to say okay gorpranim is coming up this is the chance you know i want to come to the temple more i want to be here now the temple's open so we can come now for for guru puja and for Mangalarti, and you know, with being careful, we wear masks, we distance, we 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 can do it safely. So Krishna is very kind; he's allowing us to do that again after a period where we couldn't come to the temple so freely. So thank Krishna for that; that we're getting a chance to go back out. We've had a little break, maybe, from being able to do book distribution personally on the streets. So we're that's going to be lifting soon. We hope. And there'll be more interaction. And so we can go out and do book, book, do book distribution again. Do Harinam Sankirtan again on the streets and enliven people. And people will say, oh, there's a Hare Krishna's. Wow, they're still around? Yeah, Hare Krishna's still around. Since the 1970s, right? You know, I remember, oh, the airport. And oh, you saw them on the streets years ago. And there they are again. Oh, you know, they have a restaurant. Hey, you know, I haven't been there in a long time. That, that restaurant's really good. So let's go to Kalachanji's. So this is how it works. Krishna is personal. And, and the personal, we have to personally give Krishna to others. Personally. Personal. It's a personal thing. It's not just something, you know, it goes out on TV. It's a, it's a movie. It's some kind of thing. It's a movement. It's just something in the air or, or you hear on the media. So it, 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 it makes people do something. It's not like that. It's not like, you know, mass media advertising get people, motivate people to purchase a product. You know, they're not purchasing a product. You know, giving someone Hare Krishna is giving them the way that they can get out of this material world and understand who is God. It's the topmost knowledge. It's the topmost activity. There's nothing better. There's nothing greater. There's nothing higher than than talking about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the creator of everything. There's nothing higher. There's no higher topics there's nothing, there's no, and there's no, you could give somebody a billion dollars. You could hand them a check and put this in your bank and it's going to be a billion dollars for you. Is that better than telling them about Hare Krishna? No. Because a billion dollars just gets spent, lost, loon, you die, you can't even spend it. But Hare Krishna is to your eternal benefit. 
Anything you do for Krishna, anything you think, even the tiniest little thing, you think, remember Krishna, it's eternally for your benefit. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Mataji. And anybody uh, listening in, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, please forgive any offenses I've committed, anything I've said that was not to your liking or offensive. And uh, let's get ready. Gorpranim is Sunday. We are having a festival. So please come to the temple. And it's going to be mostly outside. So wear a mask and socially distance. But let's get ready. Only a couple days away. Gorpranim. The appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, without whom none of this would be happening. So thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Jai.